Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Happy Saturday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in Rugby podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, which is the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I can't believe we're already at episode number 10. I hope that you guys are enjoying the journey as much as I have been. This podcast, as always, is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com, at Believe in Rugby on Instagram, and at Believe Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. This week, on the 10th episode, I'm inviting a former teammate and a solid buddy of mine in James Flynn. Now, Flynn is sort of an anomaly for what this podcast has featured so far in the aspect that he hasn't made his A-side debut for for Iona yet. Um, However, on this episode, Flynn talks about perseverance, um, big plans that he has for his rugby career entering his senior year, and what the game of rugby has taught him at Iona College. So, with that being said, hope that you guys enjoy. So welcome to the podcast, and you're actually one of the rare guys that haven't played for Iona's A-side. I've had on a lot of Iona uh, rugby players, and you're the first that's been on the B-side that hasn't made their A-side debut yet. And so just talk a little bit about how you got into playing the game of rugby. All right, so, uh, you know, when I moved into Iona, I was touring the school and getting you know to know the campus saying can i get to know myself here better for the next four years and when i attended the acceptance students day i went up to the rugby table and i met i think maybe five or six guys from the team and i was already going to iona because of the pipe band so the pipe band was obviously a big push for me to go to iona and then after meeting the rugby guys i was just looking for something either a club or an organization or a sports team that I can join and, you know, have the sense of brotherhood and camaraderie and, you know, work hard. So I moved in and I was in touch with all my roommates. And one of them uh, was a random kid and it just moved into us because we had a vacancy and it ended up being Pat Goggin. So I was in touch with Goggin and he told me that he was in the dorms. And I said, oh, that's cool, man. I can't wait to meet you. I'm moving in soon. And I said, oh, why are you, you know, why are you moving in so early? And he told me that, he was there because he was attending the rugby camp and he was a freshman. So I said, Oh, did you get, you know, recruited or, you know, you know, something going on with Iona to play rugby. I said, that's pretty cool. And he told me, yeah, I I did. I'm going to be playing. And I said, Oh, well, he came from the background of football. I didn't come from the background of football. I'm more of a swimmer, biker and a runner to keep my, you know, physical condition. And he was like, you should come play rugby. And I was like, dude, I'm only 5'7", 140 pounds. I have no business of being on a rugby field, man. I saw some of the guys I was watching online at the internet level, you know, international level. And I was like, wow, these guys are big. This is a real dangerous sport. So I move in. Uh, he, he persuaded me to go to the field. I go to the first, you know, the third day into camp, and I meet the head of coach, Bruce. And he shakes my hand. He says, hi, I'm Bruce. And he got to know me better. Where are you from? you know, questions like that. And he was a really nice guy. And then I met other players and coaches and they were asking me, Oh, why do you want to join rugby? And, 
you know, why do you want to learn about the game? And it was mostly two weeks. It was, you know, really learning about the game, watching from the sideline and seeing, you know, the different types of positions and where I would fit in. And I remember Mike Reardon telling me, oh, yeah, you're going to play as a, a flanker and a, and, a, and a wing. And I was like, well, what the heck is this? And then he started sending me links to watch videos. And Bruce started sending me video links to keep good fitness and exercises I can do. And then Jim Daly sent me links I can do. And he told me to, uh, you know, do these workouts and watch these players at the international level playing the position that he wanted me to play at. So I said, all right. I started watching videos with Pat in the dorm. And I, after a month into the season, I started really picking up, going to practice every day, working out with Pat and other guys, other freshmen and upperclassmen. And I was like, wow, this is really a, a tight brotherhood. And, you know, as the season went on freshman year, I was like, wow, we had a great season, had a great run. I really learned how to pick up the sport. And then we went into the spring, into the seventh season, and I was on the seventh side for the B side. And I was saying, wow, this is a different, this is a different style, man, than 15s. I was like, wow, I'm, you know, it's, it's two periods, seven, eight minutes long. And, you know, whenever there's a dead ball, it's, it's a lot of conditioning, a lot of cardio. And I was like, damn, I got the cardio down from all the swimming, running and biking I do. But um, I said, wow, this is really different. And then we traveled to, you know, different tournaments. Like I remember going to the URI sevens tournament and that was a really fun experience. You know, I got to stay in Rhode Island for two nights and play against some, you know, schools that were local and then some other schools that were from different states. And it was an awesome experience. So that's how, you know, my involvement really got into rugby. It was really through, you know, meeting other freshmen and my roommate. And, you know, Bruce really, you know, transpired. And he was saying, yeah, you, you should join. Because I was in pipe band. And I said, wow, you know, pipe band's good and all. But I said, you know, getting to, to be a college athlete uh, at a, a Division One school like Iona, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great organization to be a part of. Yeah, I mean – it's interesting. So that's a, that's a great story. And so my question is you totally just took Goggins word for, for rugby. Yeah. Like you didn't have any concerns about getting hurt or what you might've heard about the physicality of the game. You jumped right into it. You weren't concerned at all. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I was, I was concerned of, you know, the first week I stepped on the field, I was watching these guys practice and I was saying, you know, guys like Mike Scarcella, I said, this guy's got to be at least 6'2". He's built like a machine. You can imagine getting hit by this guy. And I was like, oh, no. And then I see other guys that are, you know, I said, wow, this is a really fast game. And I was a little hesitant to play. But as I started getting more comfortable as time went on and playing with other, you know, playing more, and I got really comfortable with the game. And it was really the more time I spend on the field, you know, doing skill work and, you know, going the extra mile, staying maybe 10, 15 minutes after practice to talk to Jim Daly or Mike Riordan. Uh, it really did help. And it picked up in the long run because that's how I got a better understanding of the game. And also watching all those links that they sent to me, you know, watch, you know, don't put your head here, you hit low. You know, if you got a big guy running to you, how to hit him, how to go and be strong and defensive in a ruck, you know, it was just little, little details like that that made a huge difference and it really does you know go a long run when like when you want to maintain your physique and maintain that your you know your body's in good standing because especially in a contact sport you got to make sure your body's all right 
before you jump into the next game or into the next move, you know? So, yeah, I was a little hesitant, but, you know, little details like that, you know, talking to coaches and watching videos, it really was, uh, you know, effective in the long run. So what kept you going with the B-side? Because I have a little bit of experience playing on the b a lot of experience, actually, when I first started playing on the B-side and working my way up. But throughout that process, there were times when I wanted to quit, times where it got hard. And I didn't know if I was going to keep playing or not, but I had to fight through that. And you kind of have been doing the same thing. So what has enabled you to continue to fight through the adversity of not being selected for the A team and staying on the B team? Gotcha. So my freshman year, I walked on, I walked onto the team and I said, oh man, this is a brutal sport. You know, just push through, push through with always that mindset. I worked out freshman year every day, every other day. And I got, I put on some muscle and I was like, wow, I'm really starting to make a lot of progress. Sophomore year goes by, had a great year. I was, you know, a B reserve. I started maybe one or two games and I was like, wow, I'm really making progress. But I said, the progress is slow. I want to really pick it up. So I knew how to put in more work. Over the summer of sophomore year, when I was lifeguarding on the beach, I was working out with other guys, you know, who played rugby at other schools. And they were giving me tips and tricks, you know, and other guys that like I lifeguard with who go to Wyoming that play and just working out with those guys and having the mindset of pushing through. I came into my junior year and for 15s and I got I got noticed by Bruce because I was texting and I was posting videos of the workouts I was doing. And he, he really did notice that all the time that I put in to working out in my house, you know, on the beach, swimming, running lifting weights, working out with other guys. It really went a long, it went a long way this past camp. And I got selected to start on the, uh, on the wing for the B side. And I was saying, wow, this, it came you know, <laughs> all the hard work paid off. And then I had a great 15s run this past, uh, this past fall, went into the seventh season strong. You know, I was, you know, I was uh, getting invited to work out with App, and, you know, I was getting up with Watson, as you know, maybe two or three days a week when I could to go work out. We would run there, or he would drive, and we would work out with App and work out skills and stuff. And I truly do believe that if coronavirus didn't hit, then I really did. I was getting stronger that, you know, the spring seven season, it, it would have been the real, real time to shine because – that's when I really came out and I was putting in more work because I was making progress freshman and sophomore year. Don't get me wrong. And there were definitely times where I wanted to quit. I said, Hey man, I'm, I'm a sophomore. I, you know, I've been, a, I got a year under my belt. I'm doing everything I can working out. I'm lifting. I'm talking to the coaches. I'm showing them everything that I want to do. And I'm, I'm still not getting recognized, you know, to have a, even a B side, a B side start. And I was like, all right, you know, forget that. I just took that as motivation to work harder and harder and harder and go to extra mile or two to get noticed. And over the summer, that's what I did going into junior year. And it got noticed because I had some real, you know, nice strides and I was really working hard and to get noticed. And then coronavirus came and now it's really hard to, to maintain a good physique and a good, you know, form. And, uh, because gyms are closed and, you know, I only have access to a, a limited amount of weight sets in my house and up in, you know, in the dorms up here in Iona. So it's really tough 
uh, trying to maintain a good physique, but I'm just pushing through and I'm taking this time to work out and motivate myself and continue on the track that I was working on, you know, prior to COVID coming out. And, you know, the spring seven season is going to be, you know, it's going to be top uh, peak Flint. And uh, I'm going to come out and shine and give it everything I got, you know, to try to make the uh, sevens a side for the spring of uh, 2021. You know, if we have a season, I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> right. What kind of workouts have you been doing? All right. During the, during the quarantine back in March, I have a set of 45 palm dumbbells. I've been doing, you know, Bulgarian squats, shoulder press, bicep curls. Um, you know, I've also incorporated calisthenics um, along with definitely running and biking as the weather got warmer outside. I started running two, three miles a day on the sand, uh, not on the soft sand, on the sand, you know, it's a lot harder to run on hard sand than, you know, soft sand. And I was running with a 45 pound vest. I've been, you know, swimming a mile a day against the current because it's a hard workout swimming against the current. Uh, you know, I've just been working out every day, just mainly, mainly doing calisthenics, you know, strength work and, you know, cardio just to maintain my, my speed. Also, I'm trying to get my speed up a lot. I've been doing, you know, 40 yard sprints, the Bronco run. I've been recording my time to see how that I've been making progress along. And I, I'm, I've come, I've come real far and, you know, just continuing to work. And I left good. I left on a good note uh, in the junior year fall. And I left on a good note in the, uh, the spring of my junior year. And now that the season, you know, for fall 15s and my senior year is canceled, it's a little depressing, but taking it as motivation to work harder and stronger and, you know, come out better than ever in the spring of 2021. What are some of the <clears throat> next steps that you believe you need to take to make the A-side um, sevens team this spring? Uh, so, you know, obviously I've been to the sevens, uh, you know, the uh, sevens uh, training. And I've learned over the course of years from freshman to, you know, now freshman, sophomore, junior year, that it's all, it's all conditioning. It's all strength, fitness and skill work and IQ. So the steps that I think I need to take are definitely talking to, to players, you know, that already have, you know, a high, a high mentality and high IQ and have a, you know, a better understanding of the game than I do so I can learn from them. And, pass it on to younger guys. Um, you know, for example, uh, Connor Buckley, if he knows something that I don't know and I can pick up on it and I ask him, he can surely tell me something that I, that can really help me in the long run. And if I do that responsibility in a game and it goes noticed, it's going to go a long way. You know, if he tells me to work on, for example, passion with the left hand and I go practice a hundred, 200 times a day on my left hand, eventually it's going to, you'll notice that my, the left-hand pass is going to get a lot better. That's just an example. But the main thing for me to make Iona A7s is to get, you know, a bit stronger, get my speed and acceleration up. And, you know, I would say just having a higher you know, IQ and being, you know, more aware and alert of what's going on in the game, you know, not spacing out. and Because sevens is a quick-paced game, as you know. And – it's just, I, you know, my speed is quick, but I got to get, there's always room for progress, as I like to say. That's the best model to work off of. And, uh, you know, speed, fitness, 
and talking with other guys, you know, who are uh, already have a set spot and, you know, trying to learn, learn from them and, you know, to avoid mistakes that, you know, I've made in the past, whatever they may be. Yeah. To be honest, when I have to say, I didn't, I didn't know how dedicated you really were to the game. Like I knew that you worked hard and you, you know, I always see you in the gym. I didn't actually realize how dedicated you are to, um, to making the 18 and with this rugby thing. So is rugby something that you want to, that you, you want to play after college that you want to keep playing, you oh, know, into your twenties? Oh, hundred percent. Um, I've fallen into love with the game, you know, throughout my four years of Iona, uh, the sense of brotherhood, you know, sportsmanship at Iona is big, even playing other teams after we play them. It's, you know, you, you sit down, you eat with them, you get to know the other guys. But uh, after Iona, um, I'm definitely going to continue to join the fire department. And I know the fire department has a, has a great rugby team. Um, so by the time I, you know, I'm settled in, you know, as a firefighter, I'm definitely going to, you know, start attending FDNY rugby practices and make the squad. And, you know, we'll see where rugby takes me from there. But that's the main goal to, after Iona's done, you know, maybe play for a local club like Rockaway or, you know, by the time I get onto the FDNY, I'll be playing for FDNY rugby, hopefully. That's awesome. Yeah, I know uh, you'll definitely be a valuable member of whatever club with the uh, teachings of Bruce McLean in your back pocket. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I um, agree. So what are like some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from playing rugby at Iona? Life lessons. Oof, that's, or, a tough, that's a tough question. I've learned a lot of life lessons. Um, I've learned not to give up even through, uh, the darkest times. Um, like I said, you know, if you're not, if I wasn't even selected to, to be a B-side starter and you're putting in all this hard work and you, you expect, you know, results in the long run, uh, you know, I just learned to keep pushing through, keep pushing through, motivate yourself, work harder, work harder than the guy next to you, push the guy, you know, next to you to work harder, to be motivated and, that's the main thing. Just push hard and motivate each other, even through the darkest times. That's probably the most important life lesson I'd have learned. Not only have I learned that with rugby, I've learned that with school. I've learned that with academics. If there's a course that I'm not doing so well in, I'll go up to the professor, attend office hours, go to the room center, get a tutor, and perform well and motivate myself to learn and make sure that it's clicking and that I get a good grade. It's not just with rugby. It's with, you know, work. It's with academics. It's with everything, you know, everything in life. Then that's probably the main lesson that I've learned to push through and motivate yourself through the darkest times. 100%. 100%. Well, Flynn, thank you, honestly, for doing this. Um, I'm glad that we finally got to do it 100%. after talking to him for a while. And yeah. I think this came out good. And again, thank you. You're always welcome um, if you want to come on and. All right. Thanks, Kobe, for having me. That wraps up the decade mark of the Believe in Rugby podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast so far, please subscribe and rate five stars if you believe that it deserves it. Also, if you'd like to advertise on the show, please contact me at Believe in Rugby on Instagram or at cmarshall1225 at yahoo.com.
Next week's episode should definitely be a goodie as I'm going to shake things up a little bit in terms of the guest that's going to be coming in. So stay tuned for that. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com podcast. That's grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.